What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Connor Perone, and uh, we hammer out the strategy of him switching to painting. Uh, so he is a remodeling carpenter slash contractor and uh, is not seeing the results that he wants. It's not that he's not making the money. It's just that the cash flow issues, you know, uh, and all of the variables that come with a remodeling business is kind of weighing him down and he wants to see what the painting business is like. So we hammer out really almost just some startup strategy, some planning, diving into numbers, looking at uh, where margins need to be. So awesome episode to really hammer out some of the fundamental basics. Uh, I think you guys are really going to like this business breakthrough. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, everyone? I'm here with Connor with Perone Painting and Remodeling out of New Jersey. Welcome, my friend. Let's kick it off, man. What's going on in the business? What's going really well? What's an area that you feel as though should or could be going a little bit better? Thanks for having me, by the way. Uh, fan of the podcast and everything. So I think, uh, you know, what's going really well. So I, just to give a brief, you know, history, I, I first started when um, I was just by myself doing handyman work kind of. And then um, I gained a, uh, my, my one good buddy started working for me. And then, you know, we kind of gained momentum and go into like, remodeling instead of just doing like little jobs but i think like you know from listening to you i think i do want to try to go back or try to f more focus on the painting because like I, like you said it's like i mean we love the remodeling but it's just like there's so many animals involved in it and it's like low socks material socks estimating takes forever yeah. I, mean, I mean i think i talked to my guys and they still they do want to do because i have two guys now my one good buddy mike and the other guy is a helper but uh they do want to like i was like because i was trying to get their feedback because they're the ones doing the work a lot of times so and i was like yeah you guys like enjoy doing different things like during the day instead of just doing a painting all the time and i said yeah so i'm thinking maybe if i get around to it i can maybe eventually start a painting crew and then have them do the bathrooms or something but i mean for right now I'm just trying to keep us Are you. So let me ask you this. Are you making money? Yeah. Oh yeah. You feel yeah. good about how much you're making. Like you're getting cash flow in. Like, it's not like this thing where you're kind of like paying them waiting for draws. Like, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, like every year, this is the third year of our business every year around this time. We, uh, we, we start getting slower, but um, how many jobs are you doing in one time? Well, usually only one, but they're big. They're like, you know, $15,000 bathrooms or something, or cause the bathrooms just come organically because I don't have to pay for them. But, um, yeah, you, well, I, when you say at a time, you know, I, we do basements, bathrooms, painting. So well, sometimes like, most remodeling and construction companies have to keep it moving for cash flow, Right. So you have yeah. to do, you know, cause if you know, like, all right, well, I got to start another job to get this, like, and then 
sometimes like you might be doing like three jobs ongoing at once. Maybe there's a delay in the material or you're waiting for something to ship in. What, like, yeah, exactly. I just want to yeah. know at this point, like today, like how many you got going on? Well, okay. That's what I'm, so like in progress, we have like three. Okay. So, yeah. That's like, what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Is that stressful? Um, I mean, it's just more of like the, like you said, the cash flow. I'm like, okay, how much do I got to allocate for this job? Okay. Or how, right. what are we on timing wise? Like how far are we in that? And so like what I would like, I think like is a big thing is like predictability. Like, I think that with that sort of thing, it's like stop and go, right. It's always stop and go. And I think that until you taste what predictability and consistency is like, you're really not going to hit your stride as a business owner. Right. I mean, that's what's most important is you being exposed to what it looks like to have consistency, momentum, to be able to predict results. And once you learn that, then you can go back to remodeling and take what you learned about that and apply it and have an even better remodeling business. But that's why I say niche down because you really haven't defined, in my personal opinion, from what you've just told me, like what that consistent flow looks like of like, okay, we crank this out, we go to the next one, we crank this out, go to the next one, crank this out, go to the next one, crank this out, go to the next one. And it's like, it's just really hard to do it in a remodeling capacity. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to definitely uh, go into painting, which is yeah. what we can segue into, I guess the, my one, like the weakness is, uh, that's the other thing. I can sell a bathroom more confidently and like easily more easy, I guess, than a painting job. Like for some reason, people- Competition's way lower in the, in your, in the, in the remodeling space. So like, mm. I think that they're just grateful that you showed up and you gave them a reasonable time frame. Yeah. You know, and I think you know this. I think that you know that your closing rate's probably super high, right? For bathrooms and for bathrooms. I guess remodel. Like the painting, people don't really appreciate, like you said, they don't really see the value at face value, I guess. It's- yeah, it's more of a volume game, but then you gotta. You're. It's not so much a volume game in terms of like how many estimates I can do. Like I believe that the volume game is like, can I find my my perfect customers? Like that's why you need to do a lot of estimates to find the people that do value a high quality paint job. Whether they went through a poor experience and now it's like if somebody got a bad tattoo, like dude, how stupid are you to go to a, a cheap tattoo artist again? You know. So some people got to go through that cycle. When it comes to remodeling, though, it's like we got to get someone good because they're going to be here for a while. Yeah, I guess you know. So it, the dynamic's different, and that's why, like, if you transition to painting, I would think that the mindset needs to be okay. I got to start marketing because I need as much yeah. exposure as possible. But with two guys, you don't really need too much, you know. But let's talk about that. You yeah. know, you want to make the segue in there. I mean, obviously, you have some ongoing jobs. You have guys that have told you, "Hey, we like this remodeling thing." You know, um, like, where do we stand? No, they don't. Uh, that's why I asked their opinion on, I was like, hey, I mean, we, so we rebranded to this Chrome Painting Remodel. Oh, okay, cool. Before we were Fix It Up Carpentry. Ah, nice. And we were, I was getting all these small I remember like, that. Yeah. I think I've seen, yeah, okay. I was like, And I was getting all these organic leads that some guy would call me up. Hey, I got one piece of wood uh, off my siding. Oh no. And like, no, it's like, I can't, it's like, it's like peanuts, you know, but um, I love that you, I love the rebrand Perone painting and remodeling. It opens up the door. I, I personally think if I were in your shoes right now, you have two great guys. It seems like that come to work every day. You're here. You look relaxed, you know? Um, and that means that you have good, good people working for you. 
I think that you should just within the next year, just do painting and learn the painting game. Um, you're going to be tempted though. I mean, you've got to really learn how to say no this next year. If you do this, because you're going to see people tell you, Oh, I want this bathroom remodeled. And you're going to be like, oh, I could do it, you know? And it's like, you got to be able to say, look, I'm, I'm building something here. Just learning how to process marketing, sales, production, cash flow, repeat marketing, sales, production, cash flow, repeat, you know? And I think like right now you have kind of like a, I don't know, I guess like an, an advantage. Cause right now you're all organic, you know, well, probably. That's what I'm saying. Like during winter, um, that's what feeds us like the bathrooms and stuff. Um, cause I don't have to really try for the, I haven't paid for relief for a bathroom in a year. Yeah. You, but you don't need a lot of jobs though. Cause the, yeah. like you said, they're big jobs. So it's not like you got to keep, keep feeding the beast. Now yeah. option number two is if you feel like you have the bandwidth, start another painting crew, start a paint, just a team of two that does painting. You know, if you feel like you personally have the bandwidth to maintain that, which could be very difficult, you know, for you. Yeah, I mean, I would like to, but like you said, it's, uh, and I don't want to say what everybody says, oh, I'm afraid to start another crew, but I do like to, the one helper we have, he's doing great now because we've trained him, and I do want to kind of do the same thing. So if I hired a third guy, and we have three guys painting a house, train him, get another guy, that way I have like, because you can't have, if I have two guys, you can't have two jobs going to painting where two guys are working on house and then one guy's working. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. That gets messy. You know, you want to keep them together. Like, and I think that like, you know, again, what I'm trying to help you understand from my perspective is just like detachment from the job. Like you got to go through that, that evolve, you know, that, that evolution of like, okay, like detach from whatever the job is that you're doing. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's, it does matter in a sense, of course, you're going to do a good job. You want to make sure you do a good job. But like what I want you to really focus on is the business side of things. That's how you grow and you scale and it benefits everyone, including your employees, even though that they like what they're doing. And I know that I'm just using that example you gave me kind of heavily right now. It doesn't really matter right now. It's what's best for the business. And it's like, you can make it exciting. You can say, look, this is how we're going to hit our stride. This is how we're going to scale. You know, and if you have a crew leader already, you've heard so many business breakthroughs, I'm sure, of people that are still struggling to find that one person that they trust. Yeah. Have a conversation with them and say, look, this is where I want to go. You've got to be the lead visionary of your company and say, look, this is what I want to do. This is how we're going to get there. Right now, remodeling isn't make, isn't working. It's, it's, it's okay. But if you look at what you can co uh, complete in a month's time, let me just use this as an example. Let's say you're doing that bathroom remodel and it's 15 grand, you said. Would that be a month job for two guys? No, it's like two and a half. About two and, two and, and a half. So maybe capacity for them is about twenty thousand on average a month. Would you say capacity? What, like in terms of gross, what they can produce on a remodel? Like what, I'm just trying to understand what the what the what the total gross amount that your two employees could produce in terms of remodeling jobs. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. I'm saying scale. on average, because you're not always going to get those 15,000 jobs. Might be kind of smaller ones, like maybe 5,000 a week. That that brings yeah. you 20 grand, right? So but like, then we have, to, I try to have a couple. Well, that's why it's nice to sprinkle in those painting jobs. But right, sprinkle in those painting jobs. But that does. But the thing about it is, you're taking them away and putting them somewhere else, right? So it doesn't really. It kind of evens out over the course of a month. 
I'm not talking about how much you're generating in cash flow for that month. I'm just concerned about what the expectation is in terms of production. Do you have like a general okay. idea? Well, that's why I've been toying around with. Like, I mean, if I jumped in where needed sometimes, I bet they could bang a... You in, you can't, like, you out. Okay. You out. What do you think? I mean, I'm thinking, are you, like, if I just give an example, because again, we, like, we painted houses before and if you got two guys, two of them, I think they could do it in like maybe a week and a half, two weeks. So I'm thinking like, I mean, that's the game. I, I don't know what I can well, sell. For me, yeah, but what I'm saying for me is like, I want to know first, is jumping into painting a good decision? Like in terms of finances, like for you, like that's what I want to see first. Like what are these guys producing on a monthly basis in terms of gross production for the remodeling? I don't care about painting right now, just remodeling, like on average. 15,000. About fifteen thousand average over the course. Average. Okay, good. Okay, so fifteen thousand. Okay, so goal if that's is twenty, but the goal is twenty, but sometimes it fluctuates. So fifteen grand. Okay, so let's look at that for a second. You have to hope that on average you get a big fifteen thousand dollar job, or you're breaking up four jobs that total that. Maybe even if that works out, sometimes that'll be twenty grand if it's like four bigger than average jobs. So yeah. in any case, let's just say fifteen grand. Let's think about what capacity is. But first, I want to know in your remodeling uh uh quotes are you just charging labor only or are you also including materials in that fifteen thousand for the month yeah no i charge materials labor and then i include my plumbers the sub so out of that fifteen thousand dollars in sales there's also materials that are being worked into that total sale price if it were a fifteen thousand dollar job so well i can give you one example of what yeah the one we're doing right now, it's yeah, it's about fifteen ninety. Okay. Um. There's about two grand of materials, and okay. then fifteen hundred for my plumber, or nine. Okay. Yeah, around there, and the rest is you know, net. Well, not net. Gross profit. Gross profit. Thirteen. So that's twelve five. Okay. So about twelve five is what the labor you know, obviously everything aside from the materials. Okay. I just, I'm just trying to understand kind of where you're at now. So essentially with that being said, you know, I'd really like to see what they could produce um, in terms of the, uh, in terms of painting, right? Like, let's look and see, like, what can two guys produce in terms of painting? And I think like, you know, this by now, or do you plan to focus more on interior, exterior painting? Interior. Definitely want to do interior. Do you think that's going to be your specialty? I don't want to go on a ladder. I don't want them going on ladders. I, I pay enough in workers comp, but I just, <laughs> I just, I just hate exterior. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. Fair enough. And I like niching down even further to interior. It's fine. Yeah. So you got interior painting. All right. So then like the next question is, what are you going to say no to? Right. So some people want, Hey, can you come paint this bedroom for me? Yeah. Cause not, that's why. Yeah. And again, not really like, your job. Right. Small. I mean, like yeah. you don't want that. It's too small, but there is a, a market for, for full houses, you know, so yeah. you got to identify, okay, out of that interior scope, what do I want to do? Do I want to offer ceilings? Probably. Do I want to offer walls? Yes. So I want to offer trim. Yes. So I want to offer doors. Yes. Like those, those are obviously what you want to offer. Okay. So let's say that you're paying your top guy, 20 bucks an hour. 22. But okay. Well, you just make numbers. Yeah. yeah so let's just say eight, eight, like eight fifty a week. All right. So, and then you got your lower guy. What's he getting? 16. 16. Okay. So that's about 600 a week. All right. So right now you're at 1350 a week in labor. With a mortar's count, man. 
No, sorry, fourteen fifty. That's just yeah. Well, I mean, let's just say I'm I'm just gonna average here. Let's say fifteen hundred a week. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So for four weeks, you're at six grand. Yep. Workers comp probably and and all the taxes, you're probably seven grand. Okay. And that's what you're at now. Okay. Yeah. You're at seven thousand now. Just there. <laughs> all right. So you're at seven thousand now. So what we got to figure out is okay. You know, and again, the whole purpose of what I'm trying to do is 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 switching better. Right. Yeah. I think that's the big question here. Is it going to be better? I mean, or is it going to, is it going to just be the same and you might as well stick with what they're good at, what you know, what you can jump in at, what you feel confident in. You well, have a the problem with the, the, the bathrooms, like this one I had to do, I was there for like the whole first week because I have to, if something happens or we're not something with tiling, we do a lot of tile. If something, if you do one thing wrong, you can't fix it. Painting. Right. Oh, it's the wrong color. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Let's paint it again. Or right. It, so it's so it's just one of those things where it's like you know obviously the benefits are there in terms of you know flexibility of of not having to worry about if the person in charge has the highest level skill that's something you hear me say a lot is that the labor pool is a lot bigger for a painting company to scale because the highest level skill in a paint job typically is spraying yeah. you know yeah. which can be learned you know um cutting of course is important but guess what I, there's a, a friend of mine kyler um, he owns a painting company in Colorado and he put a reel out, uh, the other day, uh, you guys can find this as dream painting LLC on Instagram. Anyway, he put a, a reel out the other day of him putting tape on the ceiling and caulking it and having this kid who you could tell was like a new painter. You could yeah. just tell by his demeanor cutting in the ceiling. And of course, you know, everyone's bashing him on the comments, right? Like, Oh, this isn't how you paint. Like, and I'm thinking, no, this is super smart. Because you know what? He doesn't need a 20-year veteran who has mastered how to cut in a ceiling. He just has tape and caulk, and he can throw anyone to do it. A little more time with the tape, but guess what? Perfect product, consistent every time. So again, that's something I just want to shoot out there about. Hey, painting, of course. But obviously, you know I'm going to lean to painting. I just want to look at the numbers. So right now, you're at 7000 a week, right? So what you're aiming for, though, is a 50% gross profit as a painting business. That's like the goal, right? I don't really know the remodeling margin. Do you know if it's anywhere near that? I try to do the same thing. I just like calculate what basically what we're talking about. And then I double it later. Right. So typically if we are at a 50% gross margin, okay. Whatever that number is. Okay. You know, the, the hundred percent of that is the total sales. And then of course our gross profit after materials comes out to 50%. So we're going to try to reverse engineer this. Okay. So if our total labor cost here for these guys for the week, uh, comes out to 1500 bucks. Okay. We want to do this on a weekly basis. So let's multiply that by two. So if you were selling labor only, then you would need to sell three grand. Okay. That's for labor only, but you're not selling labor only. Typically you're working in paint. Okay. So essentially what we want to do is identify, you know, what the sales should be if we were to work in paint too. And usually a good paint margin is about 17 to 20%. Don't want to go higher than about 20% with paint. Okay. That, that means that you're a little too high. So essentially if you were at, I don't know, let's say $3,000, let's say you spent a thousand dollars on paint. Okay. And that paint, essentially, we're going to add the thousand dollars in paint plus your labor costs. That's 1500. So your total cost for the week was 2,500 bucks. So that means that you should sell a five grand job. Okay. Yeah. Follow me on that. Yeah. yeah. So $5,000 job. And then of course, 20% of $5,000 is a thousand bucks. So that yeah. means that you spent 
20% on paint and you have your 50% labor. Okay. And I'm doing this because again, if you sell four of those in a month, you're at 20 K, but how do we get to those four? You got to look at what the capacity is, right? So first things first, you got to identify what can those two guys accomplish? Have you seen them paint? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's look at it like this. What type of, if I give you a scenario, let's see if you can tell me how long it should take them. Let's say it's a 2000 square foot house, three bedrooms, um, three bathrooms, living area, all that 2000 square feet. Okay. And the customer tasks you to do ceilings, walls, trim, and doors. How long do you think it would take those two guys to do from your knowledge of knowing your team? Probably about two weeks. Two weeks with two guys. Okay. So let's look at what. Yeah. Also, because they don't, they, yeah. Right. So then what I'm trying to help you understand is what happens if we add another person to that team? Where do the, what do the numbers look like? So let's first price that out. So you have a 2000 square foot house. Okay. And we're not pricing it out for any other way other than how we can achieve 50% gross profit. It doesn't matter what the house looks like. It doesn't matter the, the, it doesn't matter what the square footage is. It doesn't matter what the wall space is. Like when we get to estimating this stuff, none of that matters. Okay. How confident are you in pricing painting jobs? One to 10. Uh, I'd say about six and a half because I don't do it. Okay. If we go here to give, can I give you some tips on pricing to kind of, you go with that. Okay. So let's look at this. So if you have a 2000 square foot house, Mm -hmm. what we care about most is how soon can our guys get it done? If you were to walk into my house and it was 2000 square feet, your first question is how long would it take my team to stay here? And you're telling me 10 days. So that means that we know that if it's 10 days of labor, your labor cost is three grand. If we're at 1500 a week, that means our labor's three grand, right? Yeah. Okay. Now we got to figure out how much paint we're going to need. So look, you're walking into my house, 2000 square feet. Let's just say it's empty for the sake of this example. Based on your experience as a contractor, how much paint do you think you're going to need on that house? So like 15 gallons on walls with two okay. coats. It says 15 gallons of walls with two coats, probably same for the ceiling, right? Maybe if maybe it's 10. one coat, maybe 10 gallons for ceiling. Let's do 10 for the ceiling and then for the doors and the trim. Are we spraying the doors or because we yeah, you're spraying the doors? We don't know how to spray, so that's the other thing. I gotta <laughs> we'll figure that out, but let's okay. just say you're brushing and rolling the doors. Yeah. Um that's probably what five gallons. Yeah, let's say like four, just to be safe. All right. So anyway, now we know that spraying, by the way, is gonna save you guys a ton of time. I would yeah. think that if you can get some hires going with somebody who knows how to use a sprayer that job time is going to get cut down quick, rack the door, spray them, empty house. If you prep it right, you can spray all the trim, you know, you can really get creative, not a game, not a deal breaker, but definitely something to, and I'm sure you know that just, just throwing it out there. All right. So that's 29 gallons. Average gallon price we're going to say is 50 bucks. All right. So that's $1,450. Okay. So our total cost for this job is 4450. That's 3000 in labor and it's 15, it's 1450 in paint. Okay. So you simply calculated this within minutes. It's very simple. Hey, my guys are going to take two weeks here and it's going to be uh, 1450 in paint. All right. So now coming up with the price, right? So I'm just going to keep it simple and say that the customer wants one number for the whole thing. You might get people that say, well, I want a number for trim. I want a number for ceiling. I want a number for walls, doors. That's a different conversation. Really. I just want you to see the margins. See if again, if this is worth it. Okay. So you have 4450. Now, if you were to make 50% on this job. Okay. You would have to double that number, right? 
So 90. So nine grand. Yeah. So about, yeah, was it 4450? So it's like 9,900, right? Yep. Let me say, let me do my math here. 4450. Or 9,300? 8,900. Oh, wow. 8,900, right? So if your guys took two weeks, you're under that $20,000 threshold that you were hoping to hit, right? Well, 20,000 was for the month, right? 20,000 for the month. And they just ate up two weeks worth of labor at 8,900. So you're pacing 17, eight. Does that make sense? So if for, if you're trying to hit 20,000 for the month, that means you need to generate five grand for each week. So that means that you're at 20 grand for the month. Now, this scenario I just gave you, the way we priced it out at a 50% margin, if done on time and with the material budget in line, you would have to sell the job for 8,900 to be at 50%. But if you sold it at that number, you're short 2,200 bucks on your monthly goal of 20,000. Right. Right. So let's see what happens when we add another person in. This okay. is where it gets fun because you have to look at what does that person cost? How does it affect the job? And then how does it affect the margins and the price, right? So when we do the same thing, all we're going to do now is let's say we add a $20 an hour painter. Okay. Okay. Let's look at this. Let's look at the same scenario. So right now with these two guys, let's break down the numbers real quick. So those following, they don't shut the podcast off because I'm breaking their ears. $3,000 for labor is for the two guys. The paint. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it be because it's three, three. guys, right? Well, I'm just, I'm just recapping. Oh, okay. Yep. So for two guys, the labor's three grand. For the materials, it's 1450. Okay. That doesn't change regardless of how many people we have on the job. So that stays the same. All right. So that's going to be the same. Now for three guys. Okay. We have to not only factor in that new person's labor, but we've got to factor in how the job time shrinks. Okay. Right. Because with three guys, that means we can probably increase production by, I would say, 25%. Yeah, a week and a half maybe or a week. Right. So about a week, I would say that if the original job for two guys was 10 days, I think that now it would be seven days. Okay. So you're cutting off three days of labor there, right? So let's go through this, okay? So let's say we're paying that guy $20 an hour. We're going to multiply it by eight to see what his daily rate is. Let's say 160. And I'm just doing simple math here, not including burden and all that stuff, but just to make a point. Okay. So we're multiplying that by eight. Now he gets seven days of labor and we're going to call him employee C. So employee C gets 1120. Okay. For his seven days. Okay. And Employee A, that's the that's the other guy. He's getting twenty two, right? Yeah. So twenty two dollars an hour times set his seven days. He gets twelve thirty two. And then employee B, the helper, who's at sixteen, his seven days. He gets eight ninety six. Let's do the math on that. So we have employee one, his total pay for the seven days is 1120. Employee two, excuse me. Yeah. Employee two, the helper, his total pay for the seven days is 896. 
<clears throat> employee three, the new guy. Sorry, I already counted the new guy. Employee A, his pay, $22 an hour is $12.32. So let's add that. Total pay for three guys in seven days is $32.48. Do you remember what the original pay for two guys, for the two guys was? Three grand. Yeah, three grand for the labor. So it costs you $250 more and you yeah. shave three days off the job. Yeah. If they get it done 25% faster, which they should get it done 33% faster. So there's a 8% variation there. <clears throat> Does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, when you I look, kinda, I kind of knew that. Right. I, I know like, yeah, it, it's just the, I guess it is the fear of, first off, I got to learn how to sell these jobs, the paying jobs better. And then, cause I do want to get where I'm getting that, where I'm getting with all this is, is that when you look at the total cost now, okay. It's 46.98, okay? And this is how the game is played, man, so you can win. Okay? It's 46.98. We originally said though that if our total cost was 44.50 and we multiplied that by 2, okay? That gave us 8900. I'm I'm wrapping this up. I know this is heavy, but I want to make sure you get the logistics of this because if you do this right, you're going to see why I'm I'm saying this cuz it's how I operate my business and it's all about numbers. Okay? So it's 8,900 bucks is what they can complete in those two weeks. Now, if you multiply that by two, that's what they complete for the month. That gets us to around 17,8. Okay. All right. So with the 46,98, let's multiply that by two. So you would sell this job to the customer for 9,400. Okay. But it's only getting done in seven days. So if there's, let's say if there's 20 working days in a month, You've just opened up an additional three of them because of how soon you got that job done. Okay. So even if you multiply that number by two, you're going to have $18,792 done in 14 days. That leaves you six days left to generate income. So that means if we're averaging 18,792 divided by 14, that means we're averaging $1,342 a day in sales. Multiply that by six. That's the extra days that you earned. You're generating $8,052. And then if we multiply that by the $18,792, $26,900. For the month? For the month. If you hire one more person at $20 an hour, he's $800 a week. So we just have to subtract his new pay. So eight times four, 32. Let's get his pay out of there. So the company. 21 or something. Yeah. Well, it's, tw it's about 24. It's about 24 oh right now. So, uh, so cool. where I'm getting at is, is that you're going to, you're going to gross about 4,000 more dollars than you can now. That's gross. If you hire one more person. And I think, I think where I'm getting all with all this is, is that with one more person, it's going to be worth it. Without one more person, if you don't make that higher, it's not going to be worth it. You might as well just stick with what you're doing. Because with, if you stick with what you're doing, you're breaking even. If you hire one more person and you go all in on painting and you hit a 50% margin on every single job and you maximize, 100% worth it. 100%. And I know that you know it's worth it in terms of the little bit that you have to do in comparison to what you're doing now. But I know that when you look at the numbers, it makes a little more sense. Yeah, no. Definitely. You know? I so, just need to... I, yeah, I just need to 
Yeah. Keep in terms of marketing. Let's let's real quick pivot here. Do you have any strategy in terms of aggressive marketing? Like, do you have anything, any ads? Have you even experienced buying leads? What's that been? What's that look like for you? Yeah, home advisor. Um, you know, like I said, that or everybody knows it's expensive, but it works. But then it's like, yeah, you got you're competing, so you got to really sell the job right. And I do like what you try to teach people. Where the first thing I ask is, okay, when do you got it? When would you like this done? So I time sensitive. Then I, you know, I'll jump on that. Um, uh, I've tried Google ads too, but I mess around with it and I just lose money. So I don't know. I, it's kind of a learning curve, but yeah, well, just see it like this, dude, you're starting a brand new business. It's not like, I know that you're kind of co-branded, but like, again, the marketing is going to be different, right? The way people buy are going to be different. Their needs are going to be different. The, what they're, what's important to them is going to be different. I just got off the phone with a lady who's moving in. So the only thing she cares about is how soon, like you heard me say this, how soon I can get in there, right? That's never usually the case for your remodeling business. People know that's usually a long time that they're going to have to do it unless they are moving in and they want the remodel. But again, like, it's not like you have to hurry before they can move in. It's usually one area of the house that you're remodeling, yeah. right? So although they're like, all right, well, we can still move in. You can just work on that bathroom there. You know, it's like, it's different. So like the way you sell and the way you create urgency and all this is going to be different. It's going to require like a literal full change if you really want to do this and be successful at it. Like, and, and that's why I'm looking at the numbers. That's the most important thing as a business owner you can do is dial in the numbers and look at what is it going to be if I hire one more person? I operate in crews of four. So you can see how I maximize the crew to the point where, you know, we're cranking jobs out super fast and our, our gross is, is, is staying consistent with, with that speed, you know, so. Any other questions you have about, you know, what the next step is for you? I mean, you know, I, I hope I was hitting the nail on the head with that. I don't know if you had a chance to dial in those numbers, but again, like when I hear something like this, I just want to make sure it makes sense. Cause it, it does, it sometimes it's like, oh, the grass is greener when maybe in your specific situation, it, it might not be. So it will be if you hire that one extra person for sure. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it makes sense. I definitely want to pursue the painting. Um, like I said, hopefully get a, I can, if I have a painting crew, then I'll have maybe them doing that because that's what they like to do, but we'll see. Um, what does yeah, hiring I, look like? What does hiring look like for you? I mean, how do you, how have you been going about hiring? Um, just like in the winter, I get, yeah, I just, I really, but now we're talking about this I, and I might try to hire somebody, but again, I, I want to make sure I can like sell the jobs, the painting jobs first, which I kind of have to learn to do better. But yeah, I got this one other, like our helper, he's only been with us for like four months, five months. And he's a great guy, but I did. Where'd you get him? Indeed. Nice. So you already seen that process of finding somebody on Indeed and bringing them on board. Yeah, it was a lot of bad. Afterwards. But you've but you've heard, but you but you got to realize what I'm saying is is though what if if I did anything during that whole spiel of of giving you that insight is is that hiring somebody at that current capacity, if you are hitting five grand a month in remodeling, it's only costing you. 250 bucks a week in terms of what it can generate you in, in relation to the new growth. And I know maybe three guys on a remodeling job isn't yeah, ideal. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's the problem. I can't do. Yeah. It's like three guys in a small bathroom. Yeah. That's going to be too much. So, so I mean, you're at a crossroads, man, because it's like, you still have these jobs in progress. You yeah. still want to start this painting thing you should finish all those jobs that you have before you go all in on the painting thing. Yeah. But then 
you can't just pause your pipeline to start the painting thing. So it's like, you gotta be really good at timing these things. And it's like, I would try, I would, you know, the best way to do it. I mean, this is just straight up dude, sell the job before you're ready. And then it'll force you to find somebody that is, that, 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 that can fill in as a painter to work alongside you. You should start the business. You should be the one in there painting and find someone to work alongside you, manage the remodeling jobs from afar, be there if needed but you yeah. should literally go into it as if you are a sole painter and I'm coaching you and telling you, Hey, you need to find somebody to work alongside you. Cause trying to do this transition with those two guys, based on what I just said, is going to be near impossible. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I've already been struggling because I'm trying to do that, but it's... by the time the painting company's moving, then you can make the transition. Cause there, there won't be a gap in your pipeline. Yeah. You like, you understand that? Like, it's, it's, you, yeah, so stack the jobs up as I can with painting right now, right? Right now. Like I'm saying, yeah. like, start the marketing now. Like, oh, I know no, I, yeah, I have like, been, and I've been doing oh, the estimates. That, that's the only problem with, so I do have one, one question. I got an example. Okay. Well, a couple, one thing, what do I do when, so people, a lot of times I, you know, from home advisor, I call them up uh, and they're like, Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're trying to get estimates and just, you know, budget going for painting. Um, we're looking to get this done in the spring. Okay. And I need it. I mean, that doesn't help me. You're talking, you're, you're spending way too much time on the phone during that time. Because what I do is like, I know they say that, but like, I don't even give them a chance to tell me like, and I, and I know that some people are will, but I, here's how I approach a, a cold lead like that. I say, yeah. Hey, Joe, right off the bat, I put their first name there get the yes. Okay. Cause I want them to know that like, I'm in charge. I got this. We're good. Joe. Hey, it's Tanner. Got your request. I'm going to be in the area tomorrow at about two o'clock. Would it be okay if I stopped by and gave you that free estimate? Oh, well, I don't want it done until the spring. No problem. Estimates are free. This is our estimates don't have an expiration date. As long as material price doesn't deviate greater than 8%. Um, so you can use this to budget. How's that sound? Cause I know what's important to him. Obviously if they're getting an estimate that far away they want to budget for it right yeah and then when you get there you give them a deal <laughs> like, you know, like hey if you if i earn your business of today course. of course say what are we waiting for spring for oh well you know we just wanted to do this well listen you know i got to keep my team busy and i know that spring has its own projects that i'm sure that you will have to do in excess of just the painting Let's knock it out for you, man. What I'm willing to do, if you give me your business today, I'll take 10% off this price and uh, we'll knock it out before you guys leave on your trip at the end of February. This way, you know, it's done. And when you come back, you have a freshly painted house. You got to be like that, man. And it's like, I don't care what they tell me. I really don't hear it. I just need to get in front of them, you know, and people yeah. get caught up. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, I, I try it now I'm doing the in-person. I give them the piece of paper that I wrote and I usually yeah. say, well, how usually how I do it is uh, I give you uh, the price up front and then we can talk about it. And I'll then later tonight, I'll send you a, a formal proposal. Yep. And did I, did, did we hook up, uh, drip jobs? Yeah. To, uh, to your Angie. Oh, please? Oh yeah. Yeah. You did. It's connected, right? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so, I mean, that's what, I mean, you're hitting them. So, it's, but what I'm saying is when you're making them calls, bro, like you really need to make sure that you're hitting them with the authority side of things. Like you're an extension of what they just did rather than a random person calling them. Like, 
And if you don't come across that way, you just got to know that people already are apprehensive about getting a random call from somebody, you know, and if you have, here's an in, because you have drip jobs, you say, Hey, I just sent you an email. You know, I just, Hey, Hey, it's Connor. I just sent you an email. I wasn't sure if you got it. Um, just wanted to touch base about the estimate. I, I noticed that you guys are on the Southeast side of town. I have an appointment there tomorrow at one. I can swing by, take a look and, and give you guys a free quote. You know, would that work out? Okay. For you. And it's like, it's almost like that's a sale in and of itself, but that's how the game is played in the beginning. You gotta, you gotta hustle like that, dude. Okay. Cause those leads are like, leads are like a hundred bucks. Um, I said a okay. question. I got, yeah, I got time. Okay. Um, so when I, about like closing, so when I, I try to obviously close on the spot with the proposal, I kind of handwrite to them and then I, I kind of read their face. I'm like, uh, I think I usually say like, so I don't know if that, I kind of peeled the onion back. I'm like, I don't know if that was kind of the, the, the number that you're kind of thinking about. And then usually they're like, I, they're like, you know, I don't know if they're like taking it back or I can kind of tell. Can you run that back again? I, I kind of missed that piece. You said like you will present a price and then you'll see if a, a reaction. So usually I give, hand them a piece of paper that has my company. I like a film, okay. reform film. I give it to them. And then um, I say, I let them read it over for a few seconds. And I'm like, so yeah, I don't know if that was kind of the price point that you're kind of Right there. You, you got to play the game, man. You got to give them the silent treatment right there. Don't talk first. That's your new objective. Okay. Never talk first. So hand them the paper and shut up. Hand them the paper. Dude, it's so awkward and it's weird and it feels wrong. Yeah. But you have to be calm and don't say a word. It's a game and it's going to be hard. Trust me. I, I even struggle with this and I'm the one who teaches it, but you got to do it. You got to okay. sit there, let them see the price and, and be silent. Don't say a word naturally the person who's receiving the price is going to give you the truth. They're going to have to, and you need to wait for the answer or the reaction. That's, and while you're being silent, you should just be replaying what you're going to say in, in the event that they come back to you with a pricing objection. Cause you're speaking way too soon. If I handed you a price and said, Oh, I don't know how you feel about that. Is that kind of low? Is that kind of too high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Would you like me to lower it? Yeah, yeah, right. I can come back and we'll lower it. You, know? you want me to work this up again for you? And they could just be yeah. like, no, I'm just reading the 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 scope here. Connor, give me a second, man. Yeah, yeah, really. I'm like a fucking like, rabbit. Yeah, up. you just got to be silent, dude. Trust me. Give, give me some feedback on how that works and maybe do like five. And I know you're, and you're going to be like, dude, this is so uncomfortable. Tanner told me to be quiet and I want to talk right now. I got to say something or else I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I'm going to die here, you know? And it's yeah. like, just sit there, let them tell you what they're thinking. Cause they will naturally, cause somebody's got to speak, you know, and just make it a game. Think of it as a staring contest. And when they speak, a couple things are going to happen, bro. Number one, they might say, all right, well, how do we move forward? That's the best. That's great. That happens by the way, people do do that. Number two. They're going to say, all right, well, we're going to think about it. Can yeah. I keep this? Think about it. Then, no, yeah. you can't keep it. Give me it back. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. No. Um, say, well, can I ask you a question? Always just when you, whenever you say like something like, can I ask you a question? You hit the reset button. It's like a mental reset button. And you say, can I ask you a question? And that's where then you come in and say, well, was this a little higher than what you thought it was going to be? Or may I ask, you know, did you have a budget in mind? 
Because at that point, Connor, you're a good enough guy, a, a reputable guy, to where they would definitely probably feel comfortable with you doing the job. You're qualified to do the job. You're going to do a great job. You know that. You're not out to scam them. So the only thing that's stopping them has to be what? Price. Price. So when we know our margins ahead of time, like that's why I was going through the numbers with you. We're pricing everything at a 50% margin. Yeah. So it's important for you to know what the price of every job would be at a 40% margin, right? Yep. It would be wise. I mean, even though it's not ideal, if you have no jobs coming up, you should definitely have 10% of negotiation leverage just to, just to keep your guys busy. So from there, at least try one time and say, Oh, well, that was your budget. Okay. So if they tell you what their budget is, which most people will, they'll say, I'd like to, I was hoping to be around 6,000 or, well, I got a couple other quotes that are about 5,000. And you might say, well, well, may I ask, do you feel as though the other companies that gave you a quote are comparable to us? And they'd say, well, I think so. And you might say, well, do they bring three guys to every job? Oh, well, no, it was just one guy by himself. Well, you told me that you guys were moving in. So you probably want this job done pretty quick, right? You know, so it's like, you got to really yeah. just sit there and it's not being aggressive, dude. I'm not asking you to be like the wolf of wall street. You just want to make sure that you don't leave any stones left unturned when you leave, because that's the worst, right? If we didn't communicate effectively, if we didn't come to common ground, because I didn't ask you what your budget was and I wasn't, and you didn't know that I would be willing to negotiate to help you out or whatever that, whatever that was, then you left an opportunity on the table, dude. If you knew how many times I've given quotes and I've done this and I left with the job surprised, like, man, I'm so glad I asked what their budget was. And I left with the freaking check because they told me, well, my budget's five grand. And I was at freaking 5850. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're at five grand. I'm at 5850. We're only $850 away, Mrs. Jones. Yeah. How about this? I'll throw in the roof pressure wash free of charge if you sign this today. You know, so it's like you got to at least ask. So next time, don't say anything. And that's the other thing. So, do you have my calculator that I have for paint jobs? No, actually, yeah. What is what's it's uh sellpaintjobs.com and it's a free calculator and it's phenomenal, dude. It'll really make it easy. All right, I'll check that out. Do you ask uh you 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 get the deposit in your hand that day usually? Like when you sell clothes, like yeah, man, get that commitment, you know, and they have a check or run it, run it through drip jobs. I mean, you know, I mean you could do one of two, but I, I just know that like Get that deposit. It's got to, hey, if you place it, and I always say this, if you place a deposit today, it's if you, or if I will you is usually the, the, the mindset behind this. It's like, if I give you a deposit, or let me scratch all that. If I offer you this discount, if I give you the free roof pressure wash, if I do any of these things, will you allow me to earn your business today? And then they say, yes. Okay, great. Well, in order for us to move forward, all we would need is a deposit to lock you in on our schedule. And I usually say a $500 deposit. You don't need to do a remodeling deposit on paint jobs, bro. You don't yeah, need so to you, grab all these materials. Yeah. So 500 up front. 500 then, straight. Yeah. Don't do any more than 500 in painting. Cause usually if you have a credit account at Sherman Williams. Um, not at Sherman Williams now. Get one. Okay. Get one. Yeah, dude. It's free money. It's 0% interest for life. And then usually the first day you'll be like, we need another deposit. No, we no. don't need a deposit for you. Don't, I Labor. Mean, I the mean, job, but the jobs are quicker. Remember, it's yeah. different. It's a different ball game, right? The, I mean, you know, I, if you feel as though the job is going to be longer than seven days and you need to cover labor for that, then yeah. But like, typically, you're in three day, four day jobs pretty much all the time, and and boom, you're, and you're going to start loving it because boom, 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 done, boom, 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 done, and you're done with the customer, bro. You and I both know, like, 
people are great, but like when you're around them for two, three weeks, four weeks, it's yep. like, all right. Especially with these remodels, and I mean, probably happens in painting too, but like they give you that look like, oh, great, they're back. Well, we like we're just <laughs> we're working for two engineers right now, and oh, so, two at so, the same time, they're married. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're so detailed. We're like, you know, we're going over like heights and stuff. He's like, well, if you add three quarters of an inch over here, that would probably help you. And like, oh, we're like, I'm like, dude, oh, dude, I thought, guy. I thought engineers were bad for the painting, but remodeling, forget it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's a great guy, but it's just yeah, like, but they I don't can't need help that you. while we're trying to tile or something. You know, it's like, yeah, they're like, shouldn't you create it, put another support beam there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, but it, it, you know, I think, dude, listen, just if I could give you like this, this bird's eye view of everything we discussed, was it helpful though? Did we hit some good things today? Yeah, definitely. I want to make sure I, you know, I don't want to leave you without anything, but I'd say this, just hear me out, put out a, put out a hiring campaign for a painter, start interviewing a couple of them. That'll make you feel better. Okay. Cause then you won't feel like you need to learn the trade to the standard of which that you probably would want to, to keep the standard high of your company. Cause I know that in the remodeling space, you're 10 out of 10 confident, right? You would do a, a, a painter that has experience for you specifically at this stage. Yes. Okay. I think that you need a painter with experience. It's going to be a harder hire. So that's why I'm start. I'm saying start now and just say in your ad that you want to find a painter with spraying experience. You want to pay anywhere between 20 and $25 an hour. And you want to work alongside that guy for two weeks minimum. I would say even a month, really, if you yeah. can. And that's part-time work because you're doing estimates and you're running to the remodeling, but you need to be his helper because I want you to learn the timing of how things need to get done. Because if you learn that as a business owner, then you can price better, more accurately. And you can you squeeze down your margins. I've been doing this so much. I, can, I know exactly how long jobs should take. Exactly. Number one, because I painted for six months with my crews. Yeah. Like I put on the painter's pants, I had a little pouch for my phone because I couldn't put it in my pocket. I did the whole thing, dude. And I learned and I painted and I sprayed and I cut and I rolled and I, and I mastered what I felt was what I needed to master in order to identify number one, what each role should be. Number two, how the flow should go. And number three, how long the job should take and how much paint we should use. So when it came time for me to sell, I was ready to rock. All right. And you think a home advisor should stick with, just keep throwing. Yeah. I mean, they're shooting you painting leads, aren't they? Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I haven't won any of those, but yeah, now I, how many, has, how many leads have you gotten from, from, from home advisor for painting or Angie leads? How many leads have you gotten from, for painting? Since when, since all years of business or like, uh, no, recently, haven't you just started uh, picking up painting leads? Probably like, 10 are they in your drip jobs pipeline yeah well yeah but once somebody says they're oh you get them out yeah I okay. so so do you have any leads right now that haven't answered the phone not yet no okay so you've been pain. pretty good about contacting yeah I, yeah okay so the change that it seems like is is that when you're getting that lead you're not leading Right. Like you're not like saying like, all right, here's the next step. Right. And that's the mentality is, all right, here's the next step estimate. I'll be there. You know, Hey, that's what you want to do. It's like, make it like a next step for them. They just fill out the form. Now they need the next step. Hey, I'm going to come give that estimate. My name's Connor. Uh, we're here local in town. Um, you know, and if you approach it, like, you know, and I don't know if you were doing this, but I'm going to use this as an example for anyone listening. Cause it's important. If you approach it, like, you know, Hey, Hey, Mrs. Jones question mark. 
and they say, yeah, this is Mrs. Jones. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, my name's Connor. I'm just using an example. I'm not saying you do this, but I'm saying my name's Connor. Um, I'm with uh, Perone Painting and Remodeling. Um, I got a request from you on Angie Leeds or Home Advisor. And I'd like to know if you'd be interested in me coming out and giving you a quote. Now on the surface, that doesn't seem bad, right? It seems normal. It's like a normal approach, but to the customer, that's when the thinking starts. Stranger, danger, number one. Number two, I got to commit to this. Number three, I can't believe I just put in my information on the internet and now I have my phone ringing nonstop and I have emails and text messages from this company uh, called Drip Jobs. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Which is a good thing in a sense that they can see your brand, but still it's like now they're hit, they're getting hit from all these thoughts and angles and it's like the, the, the immediate reaction for a normal customer. And I've bought so many leads and I've just seen these patterns happen is to hide. Shut off the phone. Yep. Don't don't move forward with the estimates. Is that's what is that what's happening? Like people are just Sometimes. like something. Yeah. Right. So the approach is now. Hey, Mrs. Jones. Yeah. Hey, it's Tanner. Uh, you know, <clears throat> prone painting and remodeling. Just want to let you know, I got your request. We'll be there. Uh, uh, in your area Thursday. I don't know if that works for you, but uh, I have two o'clock available. Um, would that would that work out okay? The only response from that point is. Yes, that works out okay. Or no, um, the morning would be better, right? Because yeah. and then and then once they commit to that, you're there, you're in. All right, great. See you then. I ha oh, do you need my? No, I have all your information. Thank you. Click. Yeah. You already know what they want. You already know where they live. Keep it simple. And then when you're in person, that's when that's when the doors open. You're a nice guy. You're presentable. The price is there. And then and then you're gonna increase that closing ratio like crazy, bro crazy do you know how many people i've talked out of getting estimates in the future I will, i'll never hear from them again it never they never come back so i know that off the bat you tell me you want an estimate in the summer okay great i'm going to come over i'm happy to give you a quote to help you budget for that and then sell them on the spot yeah i've had yeah that's crazy because then you're like oh yeah maybe in two years we're going to get it painted or something that's yeah, great yeah it's like when people used to come into the car dealership when i worked there and say oh well we're planning on buying in january there's going to be a new model out then. Yeah. What are you doing? So, um, you know, that's, that's that, man. So a lot of things here, man. Connor, I think that should help. I really do. I think if you start, put out the ad today, start interviewing some painters, see what the dialogue looks like. See, if, dude, if you lock in a good painter that knows what he's doing, that's presentable, that's excited to work with you, do you know how much, how excited you're going to be to sell paint jobs? Yeah. And then, so okay. you think I should keep remodeling guys doing the remodeling and then you I have go to. Connor, listen, bro, if you went to start it, you and I both know this. You have three jobs going on. You told me, right? Yep. You really think that you would feel good about bringing on a paint job right now because you know that you would have to pull them away from those remodeling jobs, which don't have a, a finish date until probably end of February. Some of them. Yeah. Right. Yep. So then you're not going to even feel motivated to do that until a month from now. And yeah. during that month's time, what are you going to be doing? You're not going to be selling paint jobs. You're going to be selling remodeling jobs. <laughs> so it'll never end. The cycle will just keep going. And then we'll be back on a business breakthrough. And you're going to be like, all right, let's do this painting thing again. You yeah. can't. Right now yeah. in your business, the move is you need to start a painting on the, on the side first. So when, but here's why. Because you can taper off the remodeling jobs. Right. You could cut them off. And they don't have a lapse in work. So you can just bloop, 
pop them right into the painting system. Right. And you have about a month to get it up and running. So you can easily do that without having to take any more remodeling jobs, which are going to prolong whether or not they can come to the new side of business. Yeah. Does and that then, make sense? And then if, if he, if I get it, say I hire somebody, I get a job with him, just have him paint and then me helping him so I can work with him. Absolutely and- by himself. So you can learn the game until they're ready to fill your spot. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. You want to find somebody that can spray because it sounds like you have good workers. You just need a sprayer. So that's I, don't what have, I don't even have a sprayer though. So I got to buy one of those too. Oh, you can finance it through Sherman Williams. See, I financed all my sprayers. Oh, they sell sprayers? Huh? They sell sprayers? Yeah, man. They sell all the sprayers. Uh, get a Graco. I'm a Graco guy. Okay. Get a, all you need is a nice 390. It'd probably be a thousand bucks. 395 if you want to get fancy. 495. 495 is probably the best though. Like a good solid uh repaint like sprayer. Um are they expensive? I don't look at it. I, I look at it like how fast can I do jobs now? I don't even care. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I mean, with a sprayer, dude, you're you'll cut that what we just thought would be seven days into five. Yeah. I mean, you're shooting doors, shooting trim. Get yourself somebody that knows how to use a sprayer, bro, and your business will freaking transform. So that should be the focus. Find that guy. And again, it might take you 10 interviews, bro, to get that right person. But, you know, and at the same time, you need to turn on, you need to sell a paint job, time, the paint job, start date, say, okay, we can start in two weeks. So say their start dates, February 14th. Even if you found one today, all right, start dates. They don't know that you have nothing on the schedule. You're just preparing for that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all, dude, this is like how you do it. This is like, you're, you're, it's crazy in this beginning phase, but then it'll level out. Then you're just going to have a flow. One more question before you go. Sure. So I'm grateful op- for your questions, man. I don't mind at all. <laughs> on the I'm, op- just, I'm just hitting the ignore button on all these. I don't care, man. I'm, I'm dialed in. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the other opposite direction, I've had a call where uh, a lead, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I want to get a painting job um, tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm about a week out. And they're like, it's not going to work quick. You know, like what do you do when people need literally tomorrow? And I just can't do it. Like I don't, the, the, I mean, I've never heard of an emergency paint job. Actually I have people. Well, no, it's yeah. When people are moving work. in their houses, they're like, I need this done by at least like this starting Friday. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you don't have right now. You don't have the utility to say yes, but okay. the, Goal is to have the utility to say yes. Just right now, you don't. And there's going to be people. I can't give you an answer for that because if you can't do it, you can't do it. But like I had a lady today. I called her. I, I, and I call. I, I don't call everybody. Chris goes and does estimates. I send the proposals from the office. I don't need to call them at this point. We just have enough work to where I don't really need to sell. But I do call the people that have empty houses that want to get us in there. Right? Why? Yeah. Because I call them and I say, so you want your house painted pretty quick, huh? <laughs> what does that come with? That comes with a charge, dude. You know, because right now it's like you want your house done. You, you've waited this long to let me know that you're closing in two weeks. That means I got to move someone out of your way, but I'm going to charge 60, 65% gross profit on that job. If, if, if they do it, why? Because, you know, that's you, so I, you, that's when, what's that? How do you present that like that? I don't, I don't, well, they don't know it's a 65% margin. I'm just hitting the, I'm saying, look, and I told this lady today, I said, look, if you want me to do this job for you, with all due respect, I'm not forcing your hand here. I'm just saying we are at capacity for me to get in there and do this job. I need a deposit today. 
well, I have someone coming Monday with all due respect, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you have to wait until Monday, we're not the company for you. And I say that so wholeheartedly in, in terms of it makes me sad because I love to work with you. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I don't want you to think that I'm just being honest and saying, Hey, our schedule is slammed. You're closing next week. You just requested an estimate three days ago. I can make it work. You need to commit to me the same way I'm committing to you. When you come, when you have, but I have the production, I know the schedule. I own the production. I don't have to check in with my subcontractor. That's another benefit of employees. You know what I'm saying? So it gets deeper as you go, but as a business owner, your job is to maximize. I'm maximizing my resources. That is, that is the goal of a business owner. So my resources in that time frame could generate 50%. But if I step in and create some urgency with a customer who has a high need and is most likely going to pay for that because I have no other option, then I, I move one job out that's maybe at a 50% margin and pop one in at a 65% margin. I have then maximized my resources for that week. But you don't have that utility yet, but you're going to build it. Yeah where somebody says, Hey, I need a job done in two days. Oh, you do. Okay. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to Google the address. I'm going to send you a price. If you, if you want to move forward with us, I can make it happen, but I would need a deposit today. When you get to that point, bro, you're going to be like, damn, like that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Bro, I have people, I don't even see their house now. They just, yeah. they're moving from all over and they just, I just look it up, Zillow it, price it, boom, deposit done. I don't even meet them until we're done the job. And that's what I'm trying to get to, man. I, I want to do all hands off and I'm, I got a baby coming soon. And I'm just Congrats, to like, man. Boy, yeah, man. boy. Nice. So, that's awesome, man. Good for one, you. One. This is big. It's going to be his business one day, right? <laughs> yeah. So. so let's build it. Let's, let's build it for him. Yeah. You know, in any case though, at the very least, get that ad out today. You know, so. that's a good step. And if you need any help, any, in any, in any other capacity, let me know, man. Happy to help. All right. Appreciate did it, man. it. Did we hit it all today? I think so. Cool, bro. No, what else we would have not? I don't know. Yo, good luck with everything, man. Let me know how it goes. Please update me, okay? Yeah, definitely. Thank you, man. All right, Connor. Thanks, man. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So, Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into drip jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.